Mark, thank you for joining us today. It's a great pleasure. It'd be good to just get a bit of background on who you are and what you've been doing. Sure. Uh, my name is Mark Ridley. I'm, uh, I'm a CTO practitioner. Uh, what that means is uh, I run an advisory firm that really talks to CEOs and often CTOs about either scaling their businesses, so often with, with later stage startups that are in the, the flush of growth, um, or sometimes very large companies that want to act more like startups. And, and thank you for joining us today at Cyclone Digital. So I've got a question for you. Across all sectors, where do you see the fastest growing uptake of digital? It's a great question, uh, a very nuanced question. Obviously, digital has, has a lot of structure underneath it. If you look at where investments have been happening recently, um, there's obviously been a massive boom in fintech, um, which we're still seeing, especially in London. Um, London is this, this ideal location for fintech growth because we have both the, the tech hub of the UK uh, and the financial hub of the UK in one place, which is relatively unusual. So still very, very strong financial growth spurred on by all the competition and the relaxing regulations. Um, but the other area that's really interesting right now is healthcare is seeing a big uptick in investment and also retail fundamentally being disrupted by the, the newer players. So yeah, there is growth and change everywhere. And what do you see as the top five things that somebody must do when embarking on a digital strategy? So it have to be five? <laughs> just, your top, just your top five. I'll, 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 see, I'll see how many I can get through. Um, I think when you consider a, a strategy around digital, digital transformation, uh, the adoption of new technologies, you always need to be focused on value. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I would look for is not what is the digital strategy, but what is the strategy for the business? Um, and often I work with businesses and that's my starting point, not to ask about the technology, but to ask about what the company strategy is. From that, you can roll back into layers underneath it. What, is, what are the, the levers we're really trying to move? What are the biggest blockers inside the organization? Is it a, a legacy organization that's dealing with inefficient processes? Or is it uh, another organization which is dealing with disruptive players coming into the market with new customer approaches? And once you've created your strategy around that, then you can look at identifying the potential technologies you might adopt, appointing a team against that, and then trying to understand how you're going to structure and roadmap and prioritize the work that, that team does. So that's nearly five, I think. Okay, no problem. And you've worked with many organizations and, and so has Cyclum as well. What do you see as the, the gotchas, the pitfalls when embarking on the strategy? It's a great question. Um, at, as always, we're, every, every company that I've worked with is time poor. Um, there are always competing priorities. And so the, the, the big blocker is always gonna be, can I prioritize well? And I think the marker of an excellent organization is prioritization, which will flow down into your technology roadmap, your digital transformation roadmap. So good governance around finding the right resources, investing in the right programs, making sure that they have the space to breathe, that they're actually being delivered successfully. Uh, you often hear people refer to digital transformation, digital um, technology adoption as a cultural shift, which it is, um, but that's in a sense a little bit fluffy. That, that cultural transformation has to be led and there is a program and communications that need a pretty stern hand and a discipline to deliver. So working inside or looking from outside into an organization. Have you some examples where you've seen that strategy executed flawlessly? It's a great question. I think the obvious answer is it's never executed flawlessly. Uh, and the other, the other thing, and I, I, when I'm working with executive teams, this is one of the things that I, I'm very quick to point out, which is the, the strategy will always change. It's not, it's, 
no strategy will ever be uh, perfect. It will never survive contact with the enemy. Making a strategy is a, the beginning of a process of continuing to iterate on a strategy. So actually, it's more important that a company becomes good at forecasting, at changing the strategy, at running the strategy process. So understanding that there is a big vision that they want to head to, but at any point, something might change their direction. Uh, and invariably, the companies that are best at this are the companies that are good at reacting to change. It could be there's a regulatory change. It could be that there is uh, a change with a large customer or a large partner, and that's enforcing another strategic change on the company. So that blows your existing strategy out of the water. What you need to do is be quick and agile at adopting change. And we see big organizations like Amazon and AWS, Microsoft and Azure. What, what comes next after that? It's, it's a great question. They've, so both Microsoft and, Azure have, uh, Microsoft Azure and AWS have established fantastic bench lines of the availability of, of tools which have really revolutionized the way that businesses can come to market. So uh, with both of those platforms, 10 years ago, if you were a, a younger company or a smaller business unit in a larger company, you had to go and buy servers, you had to buy a lot of the kit, you had to invest broadly in, in these big strategic changes you're making. The, um, what, what both Microsoft and Amazon have done is democratize that technology so it's available to more people with smaller budgets and so innovation can fundamentally change. But also what you're now seeing is the very companies that AWS and Azure have powered are starting to nip at the heels of the Googles and Microsofts and Amazons of the world. So we're starting to see smaller niche players who are developing uh, go-to-market strategies around very specific things. It could be companies that are just in the subscription payment model. And, and they are point solutions which really help businesses adopt these new technologies very quickly. And do you see any prominent niche players that are really getting a, a hold on the existing Microsoft and Amazon estates? I think it will be difficult to, to challenge the, the, um, the Microsoft and Amazon estates for a couple of reasons. Amazon was, was absolutely leader in the market with, with AWS. It had very significant first mover advantage and still has massive market share and is definitely adding products to its service at a rate of knots. Microsoft has done a fantastic job under Satya Nadella to catch up. Um, the, the business has returned to being an engineering organization um, and is, is probably moving at a pace equal to or potentially greater than AWS. But what we're actually seeing is the growth of other services. Um, there are interesting services coming out of China. Um, so it's not just a US-driven innovation model now. There are other places that we can look to for innovation, but also smaller services. So you, you may see niche cloud providers, for example, serving the UK, um, UK government industry where the regulations are different and you don't actually want a larger cloud. So we may actually now see a bit more of a return, and this is driven by new technologies, containerization, Kubernetes, where some of the stacks that have been in the cloud may be return, returning back to organizations themselves. So it, it's, it's all to play for. And as a, as a CTO, CIO, and, and a board member, how would you start the adoption? What's the first things you do when analyzing that you want to embark on a digital journey? For me, it's all about value. It all has to come down to value, and it is the, the two fundamental values you look for as an organization. Am I going to be able to increase profitability? So am I going to be able to increase revenue, deliver a better product for a customer? Will, will this technology somehow make, make me able to serve my customers better? Or will the technology help me make the business more efficient? 
So can I make cost savings from the technology that I'm going to adopt? So looking there at things like robotic process automation, the adoption of, of new models, um, of uh, taking things out of silos and moving them into far more natively uh, automated systems. And what do you think to organisations where they drive from technology first? I, where you see technologies that are able to, to drive out of the technology organisation, typically what they have is a technology leader who is very good at translating into a language that the rest of the executive team can understand. You have to take the CFO, the, the chief commercial officer, the, the HR team, the people team and the CEO on a journey that, that describes the value of technology. So it's not being driven from the executive team down into technology, it's being driven with technology as a motivator of the organisation. Typically there is somebody who is really good at explaining why that technology is powerful. And do you still see organisations putting customers and users first, or is it more about the value that they deliver themselves? I think we've, we've heard for the last 10 years about how important it is to put the customer first. I don't think that's changed. In fact, we're, we're seeing organisations structure their teams differently, so their entire customer organisation. So it's, it would be unusual now not to walk, into, or to walk into a business that didn't have a customer engagement team or a customer fulfilment team. And to actually drive some level of, of customer um, desirability right from inside the, the business. So I, I think that is absolutely key, but I also think that the nature of technology in businesses from the IT department of 10 or 15 years ago, which was really just focused on operational efficiency, hitting a budget, spending that same budget, uh, to a place where technology teams feel more enabled to take those propositions back to the business and to talk about customers. And I think the other changes we're also now seeing are internal stakeholders as customers as well. So where before it might be your customers are enterprises or, uh, or uh, consumers on the street, now we might actually see our internal staff as consumers and customers in the same way that we do with external customers. Okay, Mark, thank you very much. Very welcome.